You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. Feeling low? Feeling like you had your teeth kicked in? Got your nose rubbed in a little bit? A lot of people coming against you? The great multitude? Start worshiping the Lord. Start singing songs of praise for Him. Start telling Him how great you think He is. Start telling Him how much you love Him. Start telling Him how much you've accepted His love through Jesus Christ on the cross. Start glorifying His name. Stand there and put your arms in the air and say, thank you, Lord, for this great thing. And watch how fast your mind gets on him and your circumstances fade away. When you feel like the entire world is against you, you can turn to God. He will never abandon you. When you grow closer to God, he grows closer to you. Pastor Dave wants you to be confident in this knowledge today because in our ever-shifting society, God is an unchanging, sturdy, and reliable rock. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 as he continues his message, The Battle Belongs to the Lord. Listen to the confidence that he's speaking here. He recognizes that while in the temple, he and the nation are standing in the presence of God. In the very presence of God. Oh, man. They also believe that when they cry out to him in their time of need, he's not only going to hear them, but he's going to save them. How can Jehoshaphat say this? Because it just happened to him Back in the last chapters, remember when he was in the battle? He was in the battle and he was surrounded by all the guys who were going to kill them. He cried out to the Lord and the Lord saved him and heard him. So Jehoshaphat can say this with great confidence. Hey guys, I was there. They were ready to take my head, but the Lord took care of them. I like that. This is how we need to approach the Lord in our prayers. We need to approach the Lord this way, with confidence, knowing that he will do all things according to his purpose. Notice that Jehoshaphat helped the people get their eyes off the great multitude that was coming and on the Lord. He took their eyes off their circumstances, took their eyes off the problems that were developing all around them, and he had them put them on the Lord where they belong. Look at the things that are eternal, not the things that are temporal. For the temporal things will fade away, but the eternal is there forever. He told them how great and awesome God was compared to anybody else. Now, as I was studying this, verses 6 through 9 reminded me of the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. Reminded me of the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. In the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray, he said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We begin the Lord's Prayer by recognition of who he is. He's our Father, our Abba, and he's personally ours because we've been adopted to his family by Jesus Christ's death. His name is hallowed, and there's a reverence there. There's an awe there because his name is hallowed. He is most holy. He's above all things. He is hallowed because of his power and his might, and we know he never changes. So I kind of got that from that, and you can look at that and see where that leads you, but that's what I got out of that. Coming before him, recognizing God's greatness, 
recognizing that you're standing before the most holy God. I mean, when Moses went to him, what did he say? Take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground. And then Jehoshaphat petitions for the nation in verses 10 through 12. And now, here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Wow. Come on. Come on. You having a problem today? You having some difficulty with work or with, with family, with relationships or whatever? Are you having difficulty? Get your eyes off the difficulty and place them on God. This is exactly what's being said here. Jehoshaphat praises God for his goodness, praises God for his leading and his guiding, and he recognizes his sovereignty and his might. I love this about this guy. And then he places his petition before the Lord. This is the proper sequence. This is the proper sequence. When we come to the Lord, we don't automatically, oh, and I need this, and I need this, and I need this, and I need this. we got to spend time with him. We've got to spend time praising him, worshiping, telling him how thankful we are with him. Remember, in everything, give thanks. Rejoice in the Lord. In everything, give thanks. That's the sequence here. They did this. Look at the unity in verse 13. Now, all Judah, with their little ones, their wives, and their children, stood before the Lord. What unity. What unity. They presented themselves as one before them. They were of one mind. They were of one accord. They were all together worshiping him in spirit and truth. They were all together looking and seeking with their whole hearts. Not one person was on the outside. They were all in this together. And look what happened. Because they were all in this together, because they were of one accord, the spirit moved mightily. The spirit moved mightily. You want to see the spirit move? We need to all be on the same page. We need to all be on the same page of like minds, of oneness in one accord. And then you're going to see the Lord move mightily. But if we're up here saying these things and we got one person back there, that's not for me. I don't want that. Forget it. One accord all together. All together. Look at 14 through 17. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. Notice, they were of one accord. They had declared his goodness. They had declared his greatness. They had said that we can't do nothing without you. John 5, 5. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. They recognized that they were helpless without him. They were in one accord. They were like-minded. And the Spirit of God touches Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, and the son of Manatiah, the Levite, a son of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. He was just there. And the Spirit touched him. And he gives this beautiful irritation, this beautiful prophecy. And he said, he stands up, listen, all of you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat. I like that. <laughs> Listen, everybody, but you, King Jehoshaphat, you better pay your fear. Where am I? I lost my page. Oh, thus says the Lord. 
You know, you get chills in your spine when you're reading this Old Testament and somebody comes out and says, thus says the Lord. Man, you know something incredible is going to happen. Listen to what he says. Listen to this. Do not be afraid nor dismayed. Hmm. Probably never heard that in the Bible before, have you? Nah. Mm -mm. No. Because of the great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Wow. There's another but God. The battle's not your, but it's God's. I'll tell you who you want fighting for you. You want to fight this thing yourself or do you want God to fight it for you? Come on. I love this. I love this. This is great. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Aziz and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Juriel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Wow. Who is with you? Oh, Judah, Jerusalem. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. I feel like I'm reading Joshua. I feel like I'm sitting here reading Joshua, and the captain of the army, which happened to be the Lord Jesus Christ, is talking to Joshua. He says the same exact things. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. Go into this battle. Through Jezhaziel, the Lord speaks to the nation. I love this. I mean, think about it. Who wouldn't be afraid with this multitude coming against them? I mean, who wouldn't be afraid? They had reason to be afraid, but the Lord tells them, don't be afraid. It's not your battle. It's mine. Oh, boy. The battle belongs to the Lord. In fact, you don't even have to fight. You don't even have to fight when you go out. You know, so often we fight battles that aren't ours. We fight battles that we have no business fighting. We needlessly come against the enemy that we should not fight. Instead of giving the battle to the Lord, we roll up our sleeves and we go headlong into the battle. And when we get in the middle of the battle and we find that things aren't going our way, we're getting a snot kicked out of us. And finally we go, help me, Lord. When that should be our first thing. That should be the first thing we do. When we put on the full armor of God, we're putting on defensive weapons. The armor of God are defensive weapons. There is only one weapon of offense in the armor of God. What is it? Sword of the Spirit. Thank you. The sword, the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's our weapon. That is the weapon. The word of God. No weapon in form against us can stand. The Lord has given the nation instructions. You will not need to fight this battle, but stand and see the salvation of the Lord. It's the second time that appears. Where did it appear first? Moses at the, at the Red Sea. Moses at the Red Sea. Moses, I heard it. It was at the Red Sea. At the Red Sea. I love it. The Lord was complaining to Moses, and the Lord said, what are you looking at me for? Do something. <laughs> I, I paraphrase terribly, but you know. If God be for us, who can be against us? Right? Come on. Jehoshaphat recognizes that they can't defeat this horde of armies, but he's confident that the Lord can. Once again, in John 15, 5, Jesus told the disciples, apart from me, you can do nothing. Notice what they do do. 
Look at 18 and 19. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. The Levites, the children of the Kohathites, and the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the God, Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. They started to praise the Lord. They started to praise the Lord. Notice, they praised him for his word that was given to them. They praised him, guess when, folks? Before the victory. Now, I remember a couple of weeks ago when Bill was teaching, he talked about the prayer, the, the, the song of Miriam. And he said that after they crossed the Red Sea, that they praised the Lord. And here now, they're praising the Lord before the victory has taken, or before the battle has taken place. They're praising him before the victory. Because the victory had already been given to him by whom? The Lord. Because everything the Lord tells them is in past tense. I have given it to you. We're victors in Jesus Christ. We're victors. It's past. We're done. We should look at ourselves as overcomers and victorious. These people believed God's promises. They had faith in his word. God said it, and they believed it. They knew that he was always faithful. They worshiped, but why, but why did they do it? They were not delivered. No, but they were, no, they were going to be delivered. Their enemies were still alive, but they would not be alive long. They knew that they would be dead, and they had to worship in their heart, and devotion rose. And what did they do? King Jehoshaphat is leading them. He's got his face on the ground, prostrate before the Lord. And all of Judah is praying, and they're all praising God for his deliverance. But the battle hasn't even begun yet. Wow, I like that. I like that. You probably know this. I might have said it before. Worship is the best medicine we have. Worship is the best medicine we have. Feeling low, feeling like you had your teeth kicked in. Got your nose rubbed in a little bit. A lot of people coming against you. The great multitude. Start worshiping the Lord. Start singing songs of praise for him. Start telling him how great you think he is. Start telling him how much you love him. Start telling him how much you've accepted his love through Jesus Christ on the cross. Start glorifying his name. Stand there and put your arms in the air and say, thank you, Lord, for this great thing. And watch how fast your mind gets on him and your circumstances fade away. They may not change, but you won't care. Because you know that you're victorious in him. I stand victorious today because of the cross of Jesus Christ. Therein is my victory. The cross meant to kill is my victory. That's what we need to do. In verse 20, So they rose early in the morning and went out in the wilderness to Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Established. You're going to be set firm. Established. I get the idea of being set firm on a firm foundation. We are established in Christ. He is our firm foundation. We are settled in Christ. He is what we stand upon. If you want to prosper, trust in the Lord. Believe in the prophets. Why? Because the prophets were speaking the word of God. The prophets were speaking his word. It's a great exhortation. 
When they give the word of God, God is speaking for himself. And they knew that. To believe God's word is to believe God himself. Amen. To believe God's word is to believe God's himself. Jehoshaphat was a very wise man. And he knew that since the crisis, the people were at risk. And he wanted to give them all the hope that they possibly had. And he wanted them to sing to the Lord. He wanted them to be glorious. And he's going to, what he's going to do is he's going to send the gang out first singing. And they're going to go into battle singing. They're going to come against this great horde, this great male multitude singing. It's, called, it's very similar to Jericho when they sent the band out. Paul and Silas had a great time hanging them down. They're, they went out before the army. The singers worshiped the Lord in the battle. Judah expected a battle. They brought an army. Yet it was clear that they also expected a supernatural battle because they let the singers and the worshipers go first. They were going to praise the Lord. They were going to sing glory to his name. For his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. But I didn't think they had to fight. God is using them in the midst of the battle. The battle belongs to the Lord in your life, but God is going to use you in the midst of the battle. The battle rages when you have to show up for the battle. But God is going to use you, and God is going to be the victorious. So we have to believe that. Jesus won the battle on the victory on the cross, and we are overcomers in him. But there's still work to be done. We need the prayer, and the Lord will show up on your part of the battle. He said, do this, do this. The Lord will guide you through the battle. He will use you. We all face trials. We all face battles in our lives. But our job, like our family, our, our, there's temptation, there's worry, depression, mental and physical health, and spiritual battles from other people and all kinds of things. Whatever we face, we fight. The battle reveals the key of what we should do. Jehoshaphat revealed it. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in the midst of your battle. Don't hesitate. Don't run from your battle. Seek the Lord in the midst of your battle, and he will help you. Take a stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and see yourself victorious in him. See yourself victorious in Christ. He has overcome it. I can't overcome it, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, can I? That's what the scripture says, doesn't it? Do you just throw that out glibly, or do you mean it, or do you know it? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. I'm an overcomer. Thanks be to God, he has given me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ, and I stand in victory in him. Amen. If I'm not in him, there is no victory. If I'm outside of him, there's no victory. And I'm on my own. I need to be in him. I don't have to struggle against Satan's attacks or his trials or his pressures in my own strength. I can just say, Lord, this is for you. Don't fear. Don't fret. Don't be dismayed over the problems that are facing all of us. It's only going to get worse. As time grows shorter, things are going to get worse. This is what's happening. But Jesus was perfectly clear, folks. He said, I will never leave nor forsake you. He told the disciples, and he's telling us in Matthew 28, Lo, I am with you always, even till... The end of the age, I will be with you. The battle is the Lord, so we go out against the problem. He goes with us and fights for us. He gives us the confidence, and all the fear goes away. When I'm confident in him, I have no fear. 
I have no fear. Somebody asked Elizabeth Elliot after her husband was killed by those Amazonian natives a long time ago in the 50s, a missionary. She went back to the very same tribe. And someone said to her, aren't you afraid? And she said, when you're in the will of God, there is no fear. When you're in God's will, there is no fear. By the way, she ended up leading the very man who killed her husband to the Lord. He says, trust in the Lord and you will be established. As you trust in the Lord, you become to get cement shoes. Not those kind. You get cement shoes where you're established. You're strong in the Lord. And the more you trust in him, the more the shoes get stronger. And the more your will gets stronger. And he's always faithful. And he will continue to keep you strong and keep lifting you up. And then once you begin to worship. In worship usually comes a surrender to God's will. When you're in the midst of worship, I told you this before. Write a list. Write a list of things that are befalling you. Put it in your pocket and start worshiping the Lord. Just start worshiping the Lord with all your heart. Just start praising him, praying with him, maybe even laying prostate, getting up, praising, raise your hands, calling out his name, crying out his name. I can guarantee after a while, you won't even care about that list because you know the Lord will have it under control. He will have it all taken care of. And he'll probably use you to take care of most of it. And you'll have that peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Attack the problem. Attack it. Even if you have to get up in the morning and march around the house. Praising the Lord. It's good cardio. It's good cardio. Come on. It's good cardio. <laughs> good cardio. If you go into battle on your own, I guarantee you think the battle belongs to you. That invites failure. But if you go into the battle with God, that is already a victory. God already has a victory. The battle belongs to the Lord. Don't go to battle by yourself. Go to battle with him. It's his battle. And he wants to fight it for you. He wants to do this for you. And you will be blessed when you allow him. You will be blessed when you allow him. But you know what? He's a gentleman. He won't force himself. He won't force you to take him with him. I got this one, Lord. I'm going to take care of these guys. Okay, big guy. Let me see how that works out for you. Good luck on that one, pal. Remember my phone number. I'll be here. But you know what? In the middle of that time, when you turn and cry out, he's there, isn't he? Amen. He's right there. He's right there to come to your aid. He will always do that because you're his child. And a good parent always comes to the aid of their child when they're in trouble. A good parent loves his children. Amen. You are You've been listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave is sharing teachings that comes out of the ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cape May, in Cape May, New Jersey. In today's message, Pastor Dave has been in the book of 2 Chronicles. Within this book, you get to know all kinds of characters who made an impact on Israel's history, good or bad. A notable lesson that's given through this account is that God gives blessing to His people when they remain faithful. 
But when people allow their sin nature to take over, it's easy to see how things start to unravel and then fall apart. Just like a closely knit stitch on a blanket, the people of God were blessed and stayed united with God while they were following His ways. But when they turned to their own devices, they just became a tangled mess of yarn in a sense. Their purpose and plan became useless when they were following their own way and what they thought was best. Isn't it easy to get into this type of situation where you think you know better than God? Before you know it, you've become your own tangled and messy pile of yarn as well. How about following God's pattern and seeing the benefit of what that brings? If you'd like to hear more messages from 2 Chronicles, learning of God's faithfulness, go to assurehoperadio.com and look under the Messages tab. Well, we're about out of time for today's edition, but we encourage you to think and pray about what God's teaching you personally through this series in 2 Chronicles. Come back here next time to hear Pastor Dave share more on Assure Hope.